Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and we are on it, on it, on it to have with us again today, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Nobody nowhere that I know of knows what the judge knows when it comes to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. If you can find somebody, bring them on in because he's number one. And the number two is that forget the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. <laughs> They're robbing it from us. So, Judge, thanks for being here today. And um, that's a pleasure uh, to be with you, Gerald. And and you're right. People ask me all the time, to, is the Constitution an effective instrument to restrain the government? No, it's a dismal failure. Uh, do the Bill of Rights protect rights? No. They're, as far as the government is concerned, they're privileges, not rights. And the government can turn them on and turn them off, just like you turn on a, a spigot of water uh, in your house. And the courts have allowed the government to, to do that. Uh, you, you, the state of human freedom in America today is uh, is at a very, very low point. The state of human freedom in America today is at a very low point. And I, the only uh, question I have for you in saying that the government is doing it, it's not the government that's doing it. It's a bunch of low-life pieces of scum crap that are doing it. And the article that you is coming out tomorrow proves it's not the government. It's the it's the demonic, imbecilic, arrogant, low life pieces of scum crap that are the politicians that are doing it. And they make up the government. So rather than calling it a government, let's call it by name. And one of the names that we could use is that lousy bastard Vladimir Putin? No, no, I no, I mean George W. Bush. I forgot that lousy Putin. Hey, Putin, you got a long way to go to get close to Bush when it comes to Guantanamo. You wrote this article, Judge, that'll be out. Enemies of all mankind. Last week in federal courtroom at the U.S. naval base in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. And let's stop right there. What the hell are we doing in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba? What if Cuba was in uh, Tampa, Florida? So we, anyway. we, we leased we leased Gitmo for 99 years during the administration of President Theodore Roosevelt. And of course, we just never left. We stopped paying rent and we never left. And the Supreme Court has said it's effectively the United States of America. And so the constitution applies, the federal laws apply and the federal courts have jurisdiction. Could you That's imagine what we're that? doing there? Could you it's imagine a, it's, that? it's a theft of 40,000 square miles, 40,000 square miles stolen from the people of, uh, of Cuba. Yeah. And, and, and you talk about the Russians in Ukraine. You know, what, what are we doing over there? How it, it, it's, it's a crime. It's a crime against the Cubans. Yes. But again, nobody talks about this. And, and, and so going on, you say, an American physician hired by the Pentagon testified about the CIA's use of, <laughs> I love this, rectal feeding yeah, tubes on prisoners it detained and tortured in Thailand from 2001 to 2006. Uh, this is okay. heartbreaking, you know. It's it's heartbreaking. This story, by the way, was reported in the um, New York Times on page 
right front and center, page A16, <laughs> way in the back, one day, never repeated again, not the mainstream news. And it's a horror. It's, it's, it's a disgrace to humanity what they did to these people that they claim were, quote, terrorists. They, they raped them. Uh, the definition of rape is forced entry into a body uh, cavity. Uh, they forced their way into these guys' rectums and force fed them that way. The doctor testified that this doesn't feed anybody. There's, it's inconceivable that you could receive nourishment that way. This was just a technique of torture uh, and control. So the, the reason she's giving this testimony is because this, this guy, Al-Nashiri, is on trial for a conspiracy to bomb the USS Cole in the year 2000. It's now 2023. There's a right to a speedy trial under the Constitution, but yeah. Bush decided to forget about that. Yeah. Bush himself, George W. Bush, not his father, personally authorized the rectal torment. Dick Cheney, the vice president at the time, was on the news praising the rectal torment, saying it's not torment at all. It actually feeds them and saves them from starvation. The doctor says that's impossible. That was just a canard that the CIA used to uh, justify this. The reason this is being aired in a, a federal courtroom uh, is because this guy, who was the victim of this, obviously said things to the tormentors to get them to stop. He said what he thought they wanted to hear. Uh, and then that was repeated to the FBI, and now the FBI wants to testify about it in a courtroom, and his lawyers are arguing that um, statements made under or as a result of torture are not permitted in any federal court. And the judge said, you're right. The government said it wasn't torture. The judge <laughs> said, okay, we're going to have to have testimony, but it wasn't torture. Let's see if you like it. Um, and that's that's where we are in it. I'm sure the judge is going to exclude the testimony. So testimony given under torture is not permissible in any courtroom with one exception. It's permissible in a prosecution against the torturers. You can describe what you said as they did this to you. Question, how many American torturers have been prosecuted by the federal government since 9-11? It's an easy number to remember, zero. We don't know if Bush pardoned them or how this happened, but none of them has been prosecuted. Bush himself could be prosecuted because this is a war crime. The statute of limitations on federal crimes of which torture is one, it's 20 years in jail, 20 years for each act of torture. They tortured this guy up his rectum for four years. Uh, Bush himself could be prosecuted as a war criminal, as could the torturers, because torture is a war crime and there's no statute of limitations on torture. I hate writing about this. It's, it's repellent. Oh. But the public needs to know what the government did in their name and what the government is getting away with in their name. And now it's coming to shoot them in the foot because now the government is worried that if juries in Guantanamo hear this, uh, they're going to feel sympathy for the defendants because there's a track record of them feeling sympathy for defendants. They're human beings on these uh, jurors. They imagined themselves being the recipient uh, of these horrors, horrors that expressly prohibited by the Sixth Amendment. Prohibited by the Sixth Amendment? How about prohibited by humanity? Correct. Correct. I mean, this is this is this is disgusting. 
And I guess you could call him Dick Cheney because he probably likes to, you know, shove it up the rectum. You know, you call, call him Penis Cheney. I well, mean, that arrogant little nothing of a boy and the arrogance of that guy. And imagine if the Russians did this. Oh. If the Russians did this, this would be this would be headline news for weeks, for weeks. I mean, how many how many times uh, did Bush rail against Saddam Hussein for his private army and for his torture chambers? Yeah. George W. Bush had a private army with its torture chambers. It's called the CIA. Yeah. And let's let's go back. Remember the big deal when when Bush Sr. started the war against Iraq and they had they lied about the uh, Iraqis going into uh, hospitals and stabbing kids uh, in incubators. Yes. Oh, that was torture. That was terrible. But you could you could shove a tube up somebody's ass and, and shove food into it and torture them. And they call it feeding. Well, the the, the Bush administration uh, was very creative with words. You know, they didn't use the words uh, that shock, like rape uh, and torture. They used uh, enhanced interrogation and feeding those who otherwise were on the verge of starving because they had no appetite. They couldn't eat because of what was being done to them. So we will torture you up your butt so that you're afraid to eat, and then we will force feed you because we're worried you're going to starve to death, and then we have to stop torturing you if you're dead. I mean, that's the logic that uh, Cheney applied without uh, articulating it as specifically uh, as I just did. The um, In this article, they say this Dr. Crosby, who testified, this was a very, very distressing, painful, shameful, stigmatizing event. He experienced it as a violent rape, sexual assault. CIA officers consistently discussed it as a technique to punish and manipulate detainees, writing that it was done to gain, quote, total control over the detainee or to help, quote, clear a person's head. This is according to Daniel Jones, who led the, uh, the research for the Senate investigation. No medical personnel or CIA officers were ever held accountable for these actions. CIA uh, hired uh, two psychologists who devised all these medieval tortures. Or I should say refined them. This stuff's been around for years. Uh, these guys were lauded uh, in the media. Uh, once their contracts with the CIA were were over, and they were able to uh, discuss it, but they all uh, they all should have been uh, prosecuted, and of course, none was. The article goes on to say the testimony was the most detailed public account of the procedure from a medical perspective. In October 2021, the since released prisoner Majid Khan told his sentencing jury that the CIA agents used, quote, green garden hoses connected to a faucet to force water inside his rectum. He described his, his description of what the CIA did to him so troubled a military jury that they urged the Pentagon to grant Mr. Khan clemency. 
which the court did. So he pleaded guilty to the crime of, oh, I don't know why these guys are being charged in Cuba. These are regular federal crimes. He delivered money to a bomber who exploded a hotel in Jakarta, Indonesia, at which Americans were killed. But in the Bush regime, tinkered with by our friend Senator uh, Lindsey Graham, somehow that's a military crime and they're tried before a military tribunal in Cuba. Anyway, he pleaded guilty to delivery of this money to the guy who made the bomb in uh, Jakarta. And the court let him go uh, because of what the CIA had done to him all the years he was kept in captivity in Cuba and the recommendation of seven of the eight uh, jurors in that case. See, Bush believed that military men uh, wouldn't hesitate to convict somebody who confessed under torture and wouldn't be cringed by the torture. Maybe that's the way George W. Bush himself thinks. But that was a bizarre stereotype of military men who turned out to be far more sensitive, far more faithful to the Constitution, far more understanding of uh, human rights uh, than the president of the United States was. Uh, This is very, very sad. The Supreme, yeah, this is very, it's so sad what's happened to this country. And again, the coverage of the media of the Ukraine war, they never did this with America's Iraq war. They never did it with the Afghan war. And there's a primary reason why, because you remember, you couldn't go there as a journalist. You had to be embedded with the military. You're in bed with them, in other words. There were no free journalists like the Vietnam War. They, you had to be part of the military, and they tell you what to write when you wanted to write it or show what you wanted to show. The hypocrisy of the media in this coverage is disgusting. Day after day after day, talking about the Russian war crimes while ignoring America's massive war crimes that have cost us trillions and they have killed millions. And the media has ignored the peace movement in the United States, as you and I were discussing before we came on air, the vast disparity between the uh, anti-war rally in Berlin and the anti-war rally at which you were one of the featured speakers uh, in Washington, D.C. The the numbers were radically different and the press coverage, well, can't say the press coverage was different. There was no press coverage in the United States and it was the front page of the Financial Times and the major European newspapers, the rally in Berlin. Uh, Well, there was coverage that was made fun of by Rachel Maddow. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, There were, there were proud boys there and you saw them, the same people that were, she goes on that were in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina or whatever, South Carolina. When two years ago, you could recognize their faces. I'm going to recognize the face of somebody two years ago and something I know nothing about. Oh, and it was wild and it was pro-Russian. That was the propaganda. What a disgusting human being. You know, a quick story. I used to be on Tucker Carlson when he was at MSNBC years ago. And where he was in uh, Sea Caucus. And you being a Jersey guy, you remember Sea Caucus. That's oh, yeah. That I, remember, I remember those old studios. It was a former Ralph Lauren showroom that NBC turned into a studio. I was there many times before my career at Fox. (laughs) So I'm sitting outside, you know, I'm going on the air and, and I'm hearing this woman going on and on and on. And she leaves 
Tucker, I said to Tucker Carlson, I said, who is that? I said, she's insufferable. This is going back into like the mid 2000s. He said, oh, her name is Rachel Maddow and they're grooming her. Wow. Yeah, that Rachel Maddow, that arrogant little nothing. And going back to the, there's peace is prohibited in America. And as the cover of the Trends Journal this week really tells the story. And that is, what side are you on? It's as simple as that. Do you support satanic war? Or godly peace? End of story. Well, I mean, Americans don't want to, that, that's the question of the age. And Americans yeah. don't want to be forced to answer that, but they soon will as more and more uh, Americans are involved. And as soon as a few start coming home in body bags, or as soon as members of the Congress start to recognize the constitution and the treaties that we signed, there's no declaration of war. There can be no declaration of war against Russia because it doesn't pose a military threat to us. Then what the hell are we doing there? Yeah. Uh, but and, right and now, Republicans and Democrats are the big government and the big war party. Yeah, where's where's big mouth Bernie Sanders? Oh, he voted for that $40 billion to go to Ukraine. I forgot. Yes. Oh, and Elizabeth Warren. Oh, yes. and, and AOC. And how about FUC? You know, yeah. Uh, what a bunch of what a bunch of little low lives. And where 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 you know there there are only a few people in in both parties that are coming out against the war, and where are the rest of them? And why aren't they pushing for peace and and more and more rallies to peace? This you can't just have a rally one day and call it a day. And by the way, when they had the rally in Berlin, the uh, Schultz, the uh, the chancellor over there, denounced it. And and they and, and all the major media denounced it, and they called it a niche protest when it was before it was happening, and and they they and it made it sound bad. And this is what they're doing. It's very important. Once upon a time, there was a thing called the Battle of Seattle. Do you remember that? Basically, yeah. What happened was in Seattle back in 1999. Clinton was bringing Russia, uh, China into the World Trade Organization. And the people knew that if China came into the World Trade Organization, all our jobs would be leaving and manufacturing would be going to China. So some 45,000 people took to the streets because they were having a protest. They, they were having a World Trade Organization meeting in Seattle to protest this. So what they did, they had the agents provocateurs, these guys dressed in black in perfect shape, burning a car, smashing windows. That was the news. Forget about the demonstrations. So now, rather than having agents provocateurs, what they're doing is they're saying, as they did here with that lousy lowlife Rachel Maddow, and I'll call her that to a face, to tell me what was going on there when I was a speaker and it wasn't a pro-Russian rally. What they're doing now is they're saying the Proud Boys were there, the, the ultra-right. They did the same thing in Europe. They said the right wing was there. So they, what they're trying to do now is saying by if these groups are there protesting a war and they're right wing, they're no good. So that's what they're doing to do to demean the peace protest. This is very important. 
The only advantage that comes from uh, Schultz and the media condemning it is that it gives it exposure and it lets thinking Germans realize that there are, and other Europeans, there are people out there willing to say out loud and publicly what I'm, uh, what I'm thinking. But in this country where it gets no coverage uh, at all, I mean, your speech was fabulous. Ron Paul's speech uh, was fabulous. I don't know how many people uh, saw it, uh, but it should have merited coverage in the major uh, newspapers. It's a head scratcher. You know, you and I are about the same age, and we remember uh, the Vietnam War when the media was fiercely against it. Now, maybe, as you say, the difference is because of the of the draft. That's it. Uh, but but you would think uh, that the media, which consists basically of left-wing people but educated people, would know not to mouth what the government and the CIA are feeding them, that there's another side uh, to the story, just like this stuff with torture uh, and uh, and Bush. I remember being excoriated at my former employer when I mentioned this stuff uh, on air. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody yeah. uh, wanted nobody wanted to hear it. Lindsey Graham was a was a hero, an American yeah. uh, patriot uh, who knew imagine? who knew what the law was and who knew how far the government could go to extract truth from people. Baloney. This is all coming back to explode in their faces. The evidence of college Sheikh Mohammed being the mastermind of 9-11 is overwhelming. They're afraid to put him on trial because once he goes on trial, he can tell everything that happened to him and he can put before the jury all the American imperialistic behavior in the Middle East, starting in the Eisenhower administration, uh, which motivated them to do what they did. That's the yeah. last thing the government wants. They can't defend against that. No, only America is allowed to kill. Same thing in Israel, what's going on. Look oh. what they're doing to the Palestinians. They're slaughtering them. Yeah. No, but how dare you say that? You're an anti-Semite. They could kill anybody that they want. They could send missiles into Iran. They could bomb Syria, just like America. They, America could do anything. They could kill anybody. You want to go to Somalia? How about that? Anywhere they want, anytime, that's fine. But those dirty Russians. And again, the people have no clue why this... Now, why isn't someone on the floor of the Congress, the House of the Senate, saying what you just said? Because in the, Vietnam War, in the Vietnam War, there was Wayne Morris from Oregon and William Fulbright from Arkansas, and they made those arguments every day. And even though they didn't change LBJ's mind, they had his feet to the fire. I'll tell you what changed LBJ's mind was the anti-war movement. They made him afraid to run for re-election. In 1968, okay, yep. we ended up with Nixon, but it showed that you can you can affect the policy of the government when that match of liberty is struck, and and a small but determined minority realize that our our freedom is being taken away from us, our assets are being taken away from us, life is being taken away from us, our boys are being used to slaughter their boys to no legitimate legal moral end. And as I said, everyone, this is why we have Judge Napolitano on. Nobody says what he says with the judicial authority and knowledge. And a man that I would love to see be president of the United States. Judge, thanks so much for being on. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, Gerald. All the best.